0: He's got a bit of a run on here, Atkinson. It's a great run. Now, what about the finish? Oh, that's not bad either.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Lions Raw Podcast, a podcast from two Villa fans about everything Aston Villa. This week on the podcast, we're joined once again by Cameron. Cameron, say hello. Hi, James. Okay. Good to be back. Well, uh, we're also joined by Gavin Richardson, um, aka the Pygate Man, which we'll talk about further. Gavin, say hello. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're also joined by Sean Pitt. Sean, say hello. Hello, James. Uh, right, let's just go through the games that we missed since we've been off. Um, starting with the Wolves game, which was the last game we covered. Uh, that was two nil. Um, bit of a bit of a loss there. We all felt that for sure. Um, and then there's the Fulham at home. We won two one. Uh, Blues, again, that was a bit of a weird one because we all kind of thought we might nick that away. Uh, that was a nil nil draw though. Uh, Preston two uh, one win. Oh, sorry, two nil win. Which was a very cold night in Preston, uh, although it was kind of just coming out at the end of summer, it was still very cold out there. And uh, Sheffield Wednesday at home, that was a two-one loss, unfortunately. Uh, and then rounding it up, this weekend we had QPR uh, away, and that was a delightful two-one win. So, anybody highlights from 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 those games? Well, or well, lowlights uh, either
2: collectively. We're yeah. all. I mean, we're in the mix now, aren't we? Very we're, much so. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, fifth place, playoff positions, much healthier position than where we were 12 months ago.
3: I'd say the uh, the Fulham performance was probably the best of a lot. If I'm honest, I think uh, most people didn't expect anything from that game. No, and especially we, not. We actually took the game to them throughout the whole match. We were worthy of the win.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially since, like, well, comparing our <clears throat> performance the season before to that to that performance, it was day, no, night and day. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Sean thought.
0: Yeah. the... The QPR was an interesting one because I agree, I think Fulham was a bit of a statement of intent. I think we've been in that kind of chasing pack for a few weeks now. But I think QPR was a real statement of intent, particularly away from home. It wasn't the sit back and let's get them on the counter. I think we had about 26 shots in that game. Yeah. So I think there was a real aggression and a real pace that has been lacking if Bruce is quite a defensive manager. And I think actually in that game... To an extent, the shackles were off, and I think it was quite interesting, the shift um, in Bruce's tactics away from home. Yeah,
1: tactics. Bruce has got tactics. (laughs) It
2: it seems like with Fulham and um, QPR and Preston, it feels like we've had more complete 90-minute performances as a team in those matches. Um, I mean, arguably, you know, the, the wheels came off against Sheffield Wednesday, but for the longest time, we've been really frustrating side with like 45 minute team we play really well for half a match um, I think it was Preston last year at Villa Park where Steve Bruce said it was the best 45 minutes he'd ever seen followed by the worst 45 minutes and um, it's, it just feels like we're getting a little bit more kind of consistency mm. in, in our play
0: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a good example of that is the fact that when we scored the second you know kind of in that sort of 10-15 minutes in the second half when typically we concede And actually we scored. We didn't concede in that second half. And I think you're right. There is that kind of more complete performance. And actually the fact he only brought on his subs, I think, in the 81st minute shows that actually the team he had had that energy, I think, more Mm. than anything else to compete.
3: I think um, we all slagged Bruce off, but I think, and I've been a big critic of his, but what he did come out and say was at the start of the season there was a few poor performances and confidence was low. And he made it solid. And we ground out some of those results that, you know, we all look upon and say it's a little bit boring. But yeah. we got those results and it was that basis to build on. And he spoke about that quite openly. So actually, it sounds like he might know what he's doing. <laughs> and, you know, the performances like against QPR, against Fulham and teams like that, you know, we've picked up some decent wins now. You know, we've pressed the Preston game away, I think everybody was impressed with and yeah. saw it as a bit of a, a big result. And the team, are, team have got the ability to go out and play. And not only the ability to go out and play, they've got the ability to play as well. mm yeah, which, no. which is good to see. I think everybody's been surprised by that.
1: Yeah, i'd i'd I would definitely agree with that. Um, the one thing I'd just like to go back to Cameron was uh, that forty five minutes, the worst forty five minutes. I don't think I think Bruce might have had a a mind blank there because uh, <coughs> Brentford last year was definitely one of the worst forty five minutes I've seen. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, uh, Preston. That was uh, for me. I, I went to that game and it was um, it was brilliant to see the just. Not tactical now, but the, the the ability for us to just keep fighting for the whole game. Um, they did kind of give up in the last after seventy five minutes, but like they they had some really like skillful players. One of which I will pick out Daniel Johnson, who is who is ex Villa, but he really he really kind of tried to like get in between the little areas and and try and try to get some goals. But he it, we just like grounded down essentially. It was, it was a, a great all round team performance
3: there is that little worry about the uh, the Chef Wednesday result and I know we were sort of knocked for six with a, a very early goal but the performance wasn't great mm. you know all round and you kind of felt even if we'd have scored within the first 15-20 minutes and equalised then we might be in, in with a chance but we, the performance just wasn't there Yeah, and we do have that performance in us unfortunately and I feel like as soon as we've got that performance in us you know, we won't win this league if we've got a performance like that in us no. what, what do you put that down to is it Players getting ahead of themselves, being too overconfident, or it could be, and it's difficult because it is just just before the international break, and obviously you had Terry going off injured. I think mm. I think almost everything that did go wrong went wrong, and I think they very much looked at it as the windows between the international breaks. Mm. I think we'd played a midweek game before that as well, and it's almost like get this one over the line, and then we're through. Yeah, we seem and and they they'd almost looked too far ahead, almost. Moosed. Yeah. Well, we seem to just talking about those
1: international breaks, we seem to just typically peak right before them and then just, just slump
0: right after, which, you know, it's, it's a bit of a shame, really. I think what's been interesting, actually, and what the QPR result feels quite important for us is actually how we performed after the international break yeah. and that that momentum hasn't been lost. And I think the other thing I would sort of say is looking at our form. We've actually performed quite well after we've had defeats. I mean, Sheffield Wednesday was our first defeat, obviously since the Wolves game, as you were reading out. So I think we've reacted well to it. And um, yes,
2: pick up up on that as well. We were woeful against Reading earlier in the season and Mm -hmm. then we battered Norwich at Villa Park and put on an absolutely outstanding display. So yeah, I agree with you on that, Sean.
0: Yeah, and I think just because the Norwich game was the first that we saw Davis, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about him later, but I think he's been crucial And actually, to give Bruce credit, I think the way that he's dealt with certain injuries and actually it feels like now we're as close to the complete team or the team that there's a clear first eleven that probably we didn't know what it was before Mm. and now we feel a lot closer to what our first eleven is. Mm. Well, just to pick up on your point,
2: Gav, about the Sheffield Wednesday match and that goal kind of knocking us for six a little bit early on, arguably the goal that we conceded against QPR um, at the weekend could have knocked us for six as well. It was a really, you know, it was a scrappy goal from to, to concede really, but we came back out and we, we you know, we, we could have gone in at half time in the, you know, in the lead. Adomo had a brilliant chance that he didn't put away, but obviously made up for it with his his penalty and his second goal. Yeah, so it's nice it's, it, it, it feels like if that is the case then that's a positive thing that maybe they have learned a little bit from that game. And and, uh, and when a similar situations happened very recently, we've actually applied ourselves and got the three
3: points. Mm. One thing I would say about that game, I don't know if it's a worry or not, 26 shots and six on target. <laughs> that, that, I mean, they're that's...
1: tryers. They're tryers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's, that's not a great ratio when they had four themselves and we've only won two one mm. Yeah, I uh, mean, I,
1: but then if you look at some of the Premier League goal, uh, games over the uh, weekend, they were of similar...
0: Uh, stats. So, you know, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's, it's terribly bad. I think it's one of those things that, I mean, I know Tottenham earlier this season have had probably a similar number and maybe only scored a couple of goals. I take your point, but I also think the fact that we've had that in the first place, okay, let's look at the accuracy later, but the fact that that is in itself an improvement away from home as well. Yeah. I think there's a clear direction there that Especially is go- encouraging. Yeah. Especially going back
1: to like the Lambert era where it would be like just putting it over the top and then. Headers maybe, I and mean, sometimes they don't even count as shots, right? Because they're just parried to the keeper or something.
2: I suppose as well that we haven't got our you would, what you would you know traditionally say our two first choice number nines were not playing. So Codger and Hogan, and you know maybe the Hogan issue is a separate point, but they're the they've been brought to the club to be the goal scorers, and so we're creating the opportunities. But actually, the players that really should be at the top end and sharp end converting those opportunities weren't in the team. So, you know, Adoma has chipped in with his two and Keenan Davis, you know, he's playing brilliantly. I think he's he's a you know, he's a hold it up kind of player, kind of a bullish player. He's not necessarily,
0: mm. I think, going to be a, a twenty goal a season goal scorer. I agree, yeah. Mm. I think the other thing with Davis, and you're right to point out the injuries because he's now our only recognised striker, I don't think was anywhere near the squad. We've and got we've got some youth still. But, you know, it's... But it's no one but knows anything but wants to <laughs> blood him in, doesn't it? Well, true. But the point about Davis that I think perhaps is a little bit of a worry, given our um, stamina for 90 minutes, is I do worry about Davis being that player that d- he does seem to tie quite a bit. And that comes with youth. Now he's got the burden of basically carrying our promotion hopes for, what, two months at the very least? So that does concern me because without him, we... Don't really have a great plan at the moment. Have um, we got Samba.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Samba Superstriker. <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's needed yeah. in defence. He so he's got to do a kind of Chris Sutton Dublin two roles in one. Though. I don't even know if he's quite as good.
1: No. Uh, yeah. Well, do you think maybe they could swap between them? Because, you know, he's pretty good in the air, isn't he, Davis? And he's pretty good at holding the ball. Maybe they could uh, just do a, like, a sneaky swap at half-time. Like just trading places. Trading places, like... yeah. <laughs> trading places, Aston Villa style, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see on that it's, one. It's an option. <laughs>
1: um, okay, we're just trying to round this section up. Um, starting with you, Cameron. Um, any highlights or lowlights from that from that run of games that I you just, particularly picked just out? Just highlight Albert Adoma.
2: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, our top brilliant. scorer. I
1: didn't. I didn't think he would be our top scorer at this. Yeah, this I, point I re- in our season. I
2: really rate him. I know we talked about him at the beginning of the season. I, I think it's been. The right move I know obviously, you know, it sounds very obvious now, but it's the right move to have brought him into the team and, you know, he's being played out of position, but yeah. him cutting in on off that left hand side on his right foot, it's working. He's the one <laughs> who's banging in the goals, he's the one that's creating opportunities. And, yeah. and interestingly, I saw on the on the Aston Villa Instagram that he's the player that's winning the most amount of tackles as well. Oh yeah, so, I saw that, yeah. So he's being um, you know, he's he's fighting as well as being as creating. And I just think he's just You know he's a fan favourite, and it's great to see that he's you know gone about things in the right way. Come back into the team, and he's letting his football do the talking.
1: Okay,
3: Uh, Gavin, I think I know what your low light would be, but uh, what would be your highlight? I'd actually say Keenan Davis, just because he wasn't really in the picture at the start of the season, and Villa have not been great at bringing through strikers. Yeah, yes, we've had a few. You know, you derive for sales and whatever, but they've never really been your top goal scorer. have almost been your second-rate goal scorer. Whereas he, okay, he might not be the one to bad goals, but he does a very different job for the team. And I think when he first started the season he didn't almost look like he was cut out for it. He seemed injured as soon as he started running. The past couple of games he's really sort of stepped up that little mm. bit of physicality a little bit more as well. Yeah, I'd and agree s- with you
1: on that just on that little point there. But that was my initial fear when he played at Tottenham was that he looked good, but it just didn't look like he had that edge and and certainly going back to that like running, he looked like he was injured. Thing, yeah, that was that was a fear for me.
3: Yeah, so just just bringing through somebody like that who's you know had that impact, and we needed that impact as well. Without him, we we'd be nowhere. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have a recognised striker up front. Yeah. And so yeah, I think he's been the highlight so far.
0: Yeah, good, Sean. It's hard to disagree with any of those uh, those two points. I, I think the one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, just as well. I, I, for me, it is a domer and I think. The point about Adama almost sort of typifies the difference between us this season in that he's a top scorer of seven. Five of them have come away from home. And I think his position is perfect because actually what he does is he his runs are superb. And I think that yeah. if there is that dynamism in the middle of the park, whether it's with with Codger playing slightly deeper, like you actually look at the Forest goal, the goal he got against uh, Burton and the QPR, They've all been where he's been that guy that's broke ranks and gone forward and he makes mm. very intelligent runs. Mm. And I just think that along with with the tackling and it range because obviously we started the season with Andre Green who obviously is a promising player but he's a very different player and actually I don't really think he complements the rest of the players that we have in, in the same way. No. Um, and I just think he's been for me by far the player of the season so far
3: just touching on the uh, Adoma thing as well him coming through when he'd been frozen out and Villa fans as as you say he was you know fans favourite now Mm. it's almost the same as the Alan Hutton situation yeah frozen out but comes back and, and gives his all for the team and that's what fans really really take to yeah. obviously he's a little bit more has a little bit more <laughs> 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 well he has that bit more flair that fans would take to but Sean, i think we'll it's, have, it's we've that got friends that be scolding yeah, you right now he didn't down tools he didn't complain he just got on with it and then took his chance once he got got yeah. back into the yeah, team that's
2: true. I, I feared for him as well when we signed snodgrass i yeah, thought he would we'll probably go and I, and I i feared for him because I feared for us as a club because I thought we were probably going to lose a very good player, mm. um, and uh, you know, he certainly seems like the type of guy there's nothing wrong with his attitude. So um, the fact <clears> that he's yeah he's come on and taken that competition and you know made you know made that left hand side you mm. know uh, midfield
0: his his own. And yeah, I think it's interesting brilliant. with the Snodgrass thing because I actually think they complement each other quite well because Snodgrass probably plays more as a typical winger. Okay, he drifts inside onto his favourite foot. But I think he will generally hold his position, yeah. whereas Adoma kind of makes that drifting run. And I think they offer a threat in a very different way. Yeah, and yeah. I think having them both in the teams, to be fair to Bruce, a, a, a good yeah. piece of... Uh, it's suit. interesting
1: yeah. that they're opposed. They actually both play on the opposite side to what foot they play on. Because yeah. traditionally you'd play a right wing of a right, right foot and a left wing of a left foot. Yeah. Like both of them are the opposing opposite. Yeah, so, particularly when
0: you had Hutton, who was playing on on the left. They yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. They're both coming in. Who's yeah, overlapping? It's messing it, with yeah. the, everybody's well, heads.
3: We're <laughs> heading into this, uh, busy festive period. Yeah. Now Andre Green looks like he could be coming back sooner rather than later, but with no set return date for any of our strikers, yeah. do you play him in that role just behind Davis, or do you play him up top on his own? Bringing I, I Green think, in. I think. Remembering Greenish is back as well.
1: Yeah. I think that's going to, he's, this is, this whole situation after the festive period is going to cause Bruce a massive headache. But this goes to what we were saying off air about the whole, the CEO was talking about how he was building three teams. Bear in mind just there that quite a few of the players we've been talking about, um, Snodgrass in specific, um, he's off at the end of the season, more than likely. Especially especially with Moyers. Coming in, he, like, he's going to want to see see if his chances are there at West Ham. I think you know, I for me, I'd, I'd swap uh, Green and Grealish. I'd have them playing in that number ten role behind the two, behind a striker. I think that would be an ideal place for those two to play. Green in a, a t- against a team where you need more of a uh, a strong ten and Grealish against teams that really where you need some creativity. I think those two those they could be played in a very pivotal role and I think that that could work quite well. I don't think Green is good as a winger but he's probably probably better actually more in the center of the park. Just driving because that's what he, he that's
0: what he seems to do when he gets the ball. It it's a very interesting dilemma for Bruce. I think Green I think he still has a lot to offer on the wing. Partly because I don't think his crossing's quite good when you've got some like Davis well, that's, that's good why I don't want to air. put him in... But also, wing. I think that he is... If is not playing well, mm. put him there. I would keep dome where he is because I think that he's just in a position where the runs are so good and what he offers there. I don't think it makes sense to move him. So, I think Grealish is interesting because... For me, I'm still not quite sold on... Uh, Onema sort of playing as that tenant, and I feel Greedish is probably a better fit. Yeah.
1: Well, again, Onema is one that's off at the end of the season as well. So we have really got to think. That's why I said. We've but is, got to is think Snodgrass
3: about... definitely off. I think I was under the impression if we got promoted, we almost were obliged to buy Snodgrass.
2: Uh, I would imagine if if we get promoted, I I imagine he will stay. You reckon? Yeah, because he's I mean, getting, I would, I'd like that. That's, he's getting regular. Yeah. Uh, you know, look at the situation at West Ham in now. Okay. They might climb up the table. They, you know, they could get relegated themselves. They, they yeah. could they could climb up the table. But we're not going to be... Villa and West Ham aren't... If we go up, we're not going to be poles apart next season. And if he's getting regular first-team football at Aston Villa and he's coming off the back a bit of a successful team mm-hmm. that's achieved promotion, I would imagine that he'd want to stay. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. I, agree. I mean, I watched the West Ham game yesterday and they were absolutely awful. I'm amazed that you know, recall clause wasn't brought back <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they absolutely needed him. Yeah, yeah, But you're right, and I think he's playing for a manager that he obviously has a good track record with yeah, before and clearly yeah. likes him. He's playing yeah. him in his favourite position. And West Ham is clearly a club that is certainly seems in more t- turmoil than we are currently at every level. I think that might be
1: a media turmoil, just to raise there. I'm not sure that they're actually in that dire strait.
3: I, I, I'd agree with you on that one. I think they've got some chairmen that like the media limelight anyway. Yeah. And West Ham as a club have always been under the media spotlight, being a London yeah. club. You know, it's not, that's not to say
1: and... that I wouldn't love to see the London, the London Stadium in the Championship. Yes, I do. You know, yeah. I think that would yeah. be hilarious in itself. I'm, I mean,
3: would I be annoyed that we bypassed it by getting promoted and then getting renegade? Only slightly. Well, I'd <laughs> definitely take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I think there's the, the odds for me point on him staying
0: yeah. Particularly if we get promoted, yeah. I think. I
2: mean, if they stay up and we we don't get promoted, then that, that might change. Yeah, Somebody sure. else will probably come in for him. I agree with you on Onoma. You know, he's mm. he's not going to stick around. No,
3: there's no way. Especially th- I, th- I think the only, the only why wouldn't Spurs loan him back out to us if we wanted him? Yeah, if we got promoted, it's I could see that happening.
1: I could see that happening, but he's not going to. He's not. We're not going to buy him. He's not going to want to come permanently because that's just doesn't make any sense. Um, his his options at Tottenham aren't great, especially with Harry Winks being like their preferred youngster as such, or Botticini's preferred youngster. Um, yeah, so I, I, I can't see him. I personally can't see him being here next year because, especially if he performs well this year, someone I think someone can put a bid in for him.
2: Well, talk, picking up on the point about the kind of the short term players that we have, yeah. Um, uh, John Terry is obviously being injured. Yeah. Um, what sort of an impact do you think that's going to have on our Christmas calendar and running in the new year?
3: Well, I think he'd have struggled over Christmas period anyway. Um, As I sort of alluded to with the international breaks, him playing two two games in a week is a massive struggle for him nowadays. Um, And the only time that has happened has been just before an international window. So it's like, okay, John, we'll get you through this third game in a week and then you can have two weeks off. And I think that's probably just about worked out okay for him. Mm. Um, obviously, he's not going to be there for it, and Bruce Tendry tends to like the same team. Now, James Chester's played every game he's been there since he signed for us, and I see that staying. Yeah, can Samba do the same? I doubt it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I can't understand why he hasn't like, played one of the youngsters there. I, 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 Chester has, has has shown that he can perform with a like and teach a partner. Like he performed really well uh, last season. And he and he and he really helped marshal that sent like centre midfield or centre defence. Sorry, I, don't, I, I can't see why he hasn't. Who would be the youngster that you bring in? Um, Solomon. He yeah, Solomon. Player? Yeah, Solomon. Who's, who's Mitch played? It? Yeah, Mitch, well, he, Mitch Clark is. Is he injured? I'm not sure to be honest, no. but you know, um are options. Might, he is. might be. Uh, Either of those, I think Solomon's had an England call-up, definitely. He's definitely played um, for England. In the 19s, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. mean, yeah. why not? He, yeah, because he played in the World Cup, right? Yeah, he scored in the final. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I reward him for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Samba had an okay game, but I think it's one of those that every time he gets the ball... You just worry, don't you? You just mm. think, is he going to trip over it? Yeah. Is he going to sit could, on it? Do We we definitely
1: re- don't think that um, Terry's coming back pre-Christmas. It's going to be post-Christmas. I mean, you're talking season. six
3: to eight weeks, generally, right? Mm. For yeah. a metatarsal. So. I think he's out for yeah. the rest of the uh, year. Yeah, I can't see. For the say, rest of the yeah. year? Oh, yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. And so then, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're talking, so he's going to miss the Christmas party, is what we're saying. Yeah, and then you come back after in January and you have your third round of the FA Cup. Yeah. which let's face it we don't want to be involved in I love the FA Cup but we've got to concentrate on the league and sure, he doesn't yeah. play in the FA Cup games anyway let's face it like it's mm. a sadder game but you sit him out you bring somebody else in for it so I actually think in terms of nursing him back to health in that January period I think we'll be okay yeah I, I agree with you If certainly if we've got midweek games bring in a youth player mm. you know, especially if we're at home and you've got a little perfect, bit more p- space
1: perfect time to do it you know, yeah.
3: you've got fans behind them Less pressure, less attacking intent from the opposition. And it's a bigger pitch, generally. And if they're young and a little bit quicker, maybe even what the attacker is, it's probably going to benefit mm. our player rather than their attack. Mm.
1: And actually, raising that point of, of pace, that's one, the one thing with Samba that I do worry about. Um, Chester, not so much. But Samba, mainly. It's, it's, it's the, that's the issue that yeah. I think is... is... It's
0: also the reading of the game, because obviously Terry can mitigate the fact he's not quick by just being in the right position, whereas Samba doesn't have the pace and he can't read it, which kind of makes it a, a worrying yeah. combo. But would, do you
2: guys think that, I agree with you that there's this element of Samba gets the ball and you think, yeesh, what's going to happen? But would a run of games not actually help him?
3: I, I, uh. I agree with that. I think when he came on against Sheffield Wednesday, and he got megged within a few minutes <laughs> for, the he, goal, he, for the goal. For the goal, let's not forget that as well. He he did look rusty, and he grew into the game a little bit. Even if his passes were like a little bit heavy, sort of how's you touch? Yeah. But he did improve as the game went on, and he was better against QPR as well. You know, I'm I'm sure they've had a behind closed do doors friendly. That was a, do
1: you think that's like a, a retaliation for his like shit performance at
3: QPR? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, no, I, I don't know. Um, but I do think, I get why Bruce has stuck with the same winning team, Yeah. but I mean we had it under Martin O'Neill, you realise when you don't change your team around, you see issues start to creep in, mm-hmm. match fitness yeah. drops off. And that's the Premier League, not the yeah. the Grand National that is the Championship, exactly. right? it's about
0: you know stamina as much as ability. Yeah,
3: I mean, let's face it, we've got players in our team who are not going to play 46 games a season. I mean, Terry's already out. Glenn Whelan will not play for six-game season. Let's hope not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, already won't, because he's, yeah. he's played more for Australia at than he's played for Australia, us. Yeah.
1: yeah, we need to talk about yeah. that in a second, actually. Okay. Yeah, and,
3: yeah, so we, we've got players there that will not play for the rest of the season. Whilst they might be getting through now, we haven't had a congestion of fixtures yet. That will come, yeah. and that's where we'll struggle. And then towards the business end of the season, that's where we'll we'll notice that some people have played the whole season, and others haven't. Yeah.
1: Well, if form, if our previous form uh, pre pre international break um, goes to say anything, hopefully we're going to be on an absolutely blinding form until the next international break, which is in what February. February? February yeah. <laughs> so that's good. That's got to be a good thing, right? <laughs> Cause, I don't know, know.
3: We we dropped off last Christmas. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Well, so we, we've we've kind of talked about. Um, talked about all the all the games and, and raised our points about who we think is gonna play with Terry out. Um Codger is injured. We all are kind of reeling in the pain from that one. Who who does who does anybody think could replace him? And that, not not we, obviously we're not gonna buy at this point. We've got to wait about three Four or five weeks is it till to season till the transfer window opens? But I think chance to blood in a youngster, maybe, or do you think hold out with what we've got?
0: I think the thing where I think Coddy was probably most effective is playing just in front of Davis and kind of being that guy that creates something from the middle and a reference to Domas Forest goal where he just terrorised them and played it through. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at particularly with Davis as a mainstay in the team who can kind of play that slightly more withdrawn role because I kind of think you've got a couple of options I mean it's interesting how Hurahan's role has kind of got a bit deeper this season because I think against Norwich where he was just playing off it was probably his best game for Villa where he just had that guy that could lay it off he's coming onto the ball and obviously he's very good at um, at striking the ball from a certain range he's saying well, maybe him obviously he's put uh, an over in there and maybe that's working and I think possibly Hurahan's defensive duties have got a bit better so we're dominating a little bit more. Um, I think there is Grealish, as you've mentioned, that is very sort of cute with those kind of through balls and probably is the best in terms of vision. I think mm. you, you know the sort of key pass for Samba's a sit, a goal against Sheffield Wednesday was really good in that respect. So I think there's options within the squad. I think you've just got to almost withdraw yourself to the fact that we're not going to play two strikers at front, particularly in this period where Hogan and Codger are injured. So I think it's about making the most of that number 10 as it were and i think there's a couple of players that can do it
1: yeah that was a very political answer there was no an- <laughs> there's no answer to that
0: but it was uh, it was very good well, the answer i enjoyed is, it i think, I think there's the people that are in that squad that that can do that role i don't think it's about buying anyone i mean yeah. we've got to wait another month or two for that yeah. I so think who, it is about uh, utilizing what d- we d- have just to
1: pin that who do you think could Put in that position, just put. A well, name I was on. sort of
0: saying, who? I, I still think that his best role is is where was against Norwich. Absolutely, okay. he needs to be yeah, higher high than yeah, I I that.
3: actually, um, when we spoke about earlier the highlight of the season, I think Hurrahan's a little bit gone under a radar. Obviously, he's got his hat trick against Norwich. Yeah. But I think he's been playing very, very well. I mean, I'm, I'm again critical of him because I think he's got another level that he can step up to. know, mm. yeah, before he came, he bossed games, mm. and now he's just playing very, very well. But I think if there is another level that he can go up to, maybe it's not. Maybe it's a positional thing. Yeah. Maybe because he's being asked to, be, to drop a little bit deeper, you're not getting the best out of him. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like he could be pushed further forward. Switch to, the to, turn to them
0: round, because I'd feel Has got the legs that he can but, probably. I mean, in, in
3: terms of Kodja, I mean, have we actually missed him this season? I mean, he was our shining light last year.
1: Yeah, we weren't up. as
3: good last year. Whereas we've been playing better as a team this year, been more solid, been more effective going forward. You know, certain games like we said before, you know, Fulham, Preston, we've mm-hmm. looked good going forward as a team. Players on the wings, yeah. And Kaja hasn't played that well when he's been in the team. No, you know, some, there was I think there was uh, Burton for instance where he had driving runs. Yeah. And, you know, but it's Burton Albion. Like, no disrespect, but oh. mm. you know, although I would say, just to put this out there,
1: I do think. Kodja is one of those players who thrives on the on the chance for it to be his his thing, right? Absolutely, and yeah. which I think will be, especially given that we die towards the end of the season. If if we get into the playoffs, a situation that I would happily have Kodja come back and and, and put him in the starting lineup every single time is in those playoff games. Yeah, because you know he's going to thrive on that. I think do, do I
3: think we need another striker? I actually say yes because. You know, we've spoke about Davis's physicality. Um, you know, Gabby's nowhere near the picture. Um,
1: well, he, he's he's back soon. Well, don't say it. But he's then back Hogan, soon.
3: Hogan didn't take his chance against Chef Wednesday either, and he just doesn't look like he's going to make it at Villa Park. <laughs> he's um, not. Yeah. And and that, so you look beyond the starting lineup, but you look beyond Codger and Davis, and there isn't much yeah. to offer. Maybe Hepburn Murphy if he can keep fit, and let's face. Davis has thrown down to Gauntlet. I'm a youth player that's stepped up to the first team, that's taken his chance. You yeah. know, the offer's there. Hepburn Murphy, go do it as well. And he offers something very different to what we've got, also.
1: Mm. <clears throat> and he
3: is the only other option we've got left. Yeah. Would I like us to get another striker? Absolutely. Even if it's just the backup. Yeah. Because if Davis gets injured, that's it.
0: I just, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say,
3: I think in terms of Codger and
0: if we've missed him, I think at the start of the season we definitely did. And when he came back, it was clear what we missed. Mm. For one one game in particular, it was. And I think the
1: rest of the games, I I would disagree with that. I think actually... I think and Forrest,
0: he was definitely... Forrest, he was clearly the best player on the pitch. But I think since then, and actually almost now, you kind of say, have have we been as good? Mm. Because he has been woeful, probably those two games aside. And I think since we probably haven't missed him, but I definitely think at the start of the season, we... Probably did but we hadn't really quite got our strongest team together yet.
2: Um, I, I've been an, an advocate of using Adoma as you know a backup striking option. Um, the fact that he's playing so well on the left hand side of midfield, I'd actually you know wouldn't want to move him from there. But I do think he has that capacity to play up front as well if we needed him to.
0: Have we tried that before though? Was it Reading last year. Yeah, we when have. he got the um, we won two one because he sort of. He'd certainly changed it to that if I remember rightly. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he did, he did a few games last season where he where he played up front and um he scored a few goals and I think you know he's definitely got that. It's just you know while he's doing so well on the left, do you really want him there and and if and I, w- I would keep him where he is and yeah. I agree with you Sean, I'd I'd make better use of Hurahan those forward positions and to on your point on Hurahan, um Gav I think he's doing a, he's very much doing a job for the team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when the shackles are off, if it, in the, I don't think it's going to happen all too often. But if he has those games like Norwich, if he is told to, where he has a bit more of a free role, I think we will see the best out of him. That the, you know, the, the the player that we bought from Barnsley. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. But it is good to see him adapting into that team role a little bit more.
3: I think yeah. what helps Adoma is a player of Snodgrass's ability who can play him in. I know Cod just played him in with that sort of that kind of level of player, and. I think a Grealish would help him as well. So I think if Grealish came in for him and left and pushed him into the centre, yeah. then yeah, I think that would work. Because he would see those runs, and we've spoke about it, his runs are excellent, but you've got to be able to see those runs as well. Yeah. And you can and finish, who, you who do that. You need the right players around him to be able to play him in. So yeah, I, I, I do think that potentially he could fill Codger's boots. Hmm. Is it a long-term solution? It's not ideal. No. But can he do it? Yeah, I mean, you've only got a 25-man squad, right? Yeah.
1: Well... Adoma is. I'd have to admit, last season, the start of the season, as so you know, midway through the season, I, I was slightly concerned of, over Adoma. Um, I'm happy to put my hands hands in the air and say, look, I, I, I was one of the kind of what what's going on here type chaps, and I'm 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 really happy to see that he stepped up this season and just he's just at, like outperformed everybody and outshone everybody in the team, and it's I would I would agree. And say I'd ha- happily have him up front with Davis Because I think that's our best option. Then the question goes to who's going to fill his boots on the left-hand side. Because I think we, ha- we have got options with uh, Grealish and Anoma.
3: And we've but also got Bjarnason. Yeah.
1: B, well, yeah, Bjarnason. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the, right. the other option. Yeah. Um, uh, and who has? You know, let's let's just quickly just go over to our international uh, duties uh, section. Uh, Bjarnason has scored an international duties. He's 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 clearly um, he's clearly capable of performing well, uh, especially on a big stage. Um, who did he score
0: against? I can't remember.
1: <laughs> but I know he did score. Remember uh, he scored
0: against Turkey when. I went away like 3-0. Yes. I remember yeah, he yeah, it, yeah. So like it's you go, decent Turkey. opposition.
2: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. uh yeah, well, you say that. Um <laughs> I would uh, uh then we're going over onto our other international uh, superstar Jednak... Uh, who wouldn't stick on the left, just a note. <laughs> um, but Jednak has scored <laughs> Bruce three. <Mike>. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce <laughs> might. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jen Nack also scored three goals um, not too long ago. Um, I think that was a great. Great thing for him. Especially coming
3: back from his injury, because that's. Uh,
2: oh, is he fit for us now, or is he just? He's fit definitely for, fit. Yeah, he's definitely is he,
1: fit is he just for. Us? Yeah,
3: I I think, for Australia. No, yeah. I mean, he's played more games for Australia than for us this season. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I can understand why he didn't get played at a weekend. He's at, he's just flown back, and I expected Al uh, Mahamedi to start, but I know he's been playing in Africa as well. So Bruce yeah. has opted against that, which I understand. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised to see him start on Tuesday. Yeah. Um,
2: Do you think he'll play as centre back? I don't. We we're talking about we were talking about you know the option no. bringing in a youth I mean, player difficult alongside because Chester, but I,
3: I, I, he was I, looking
2: I, at him last season at oh, that yeah. position.
3: I think that was because we were short more than anything. Mm. I think all the other options were not incapable, but they were in poor form, and he wasn't in poor form. Incapable, although he's got a name his name is Michael Richards. <laughs> um, he's too busy getting like hot things on his back, isn't he, or whatever it is? <laughs> but um, no, I think whilst I think it's an option. You know, Samba didn't play bad against QPR. It's also, does he drop Whelan? Now, Whelan's played two games for Republic of Ireland, and it's like quite emotional getting knocked out of a World Cup. He's sort of mentioned that before. He, can he play two games in a week or three games in a week, whatever? It, I'm sure he doesn't necessarily want to drop Whelan, but I think most of us, when we signed Whelan, saw it as being a pivotal kind of... One in, one out, Whelan for act sort of thing, mm. and so yeah, I that's imagine that's going to be more of a case than than slotting into centre back.
2: What do you think, James? Should we drop drop Glenn Whelan? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> without, without doubt. Yeah, drop him. Like Come on, heart. he's not been <laughs> terrible
3: the past couple of games.
2: I well, I, I, there was I a didn't moment, say good. There was a he moment against good. QPR when he lost possession and they, People, they that's didn't. That's every game. Yeah, but that, well, that but again, that's uh, I, I at the start of the season. I I saw. I thought he was an odd signing, um, but I, I backed him because I thought he played brilliantly against Watford in that friendly. Mm. But then I know that you haven't um, been the biggest fan of him, James. No. And, I, and I've I've become more and more inclined to your way of thinking that I think he's... Causes more problems than than he does in terms of having yeah, a positive. I, I think team. Glenn
1: Whelan would defy the Newton's law here and, and would say we would actually drop faster than a, a falling rock from that Villa team if we could, <laughs> right? If he could, um, I think Jednat needs to get in there because I think three goals on an international duty um, would would really that would give him a lot of confidence. Um, we talked about Glen coming out of the World Cup, I might give him a little bit of fight. Um, but I do think that, you know, the confidence from that th- three goals, we, we've got to stick him in. He's got to have an opportunity.
3: He's got to want to play as well. I mean, he's going yeah. to the World Cup if he plays, right? If, yeah. Well, if you, so, if you can't prove yourself on the big
1: stage and then come back to your club and be rewarded with a game,
3: what's Is it the big stage on? though? And I think, we mentioned Bjarnason earlier. Is the international stage a bigger stage when you're talking about certain opposition and certain clubs? And Bjarnason. He was playing Champions League. Yeah. Was playing Champions League for Basel and then playing against Ren at the weekend as well. Yeah. Like I think it's very it, people overestimate. In context. Yeah, you got to look at
2: where the players in the opposition teams are playing their football. Yeah, and you know, are they all you know Premier League, Syria, kind of level? Yeah, or or are they playing in you know the, the, the lower leagues Yeah, but then Europe? there's there's a lot
1: just just. just there's a lot to be said for just having confidence from playing like the, yeah. there's a reason why they'll play a lot of players in the under 23s and uh pre playing in the championship or premier league whatever because it builds up their confidence it's not the same standard but it does build up the confidence now international duties may not be the same standard as the premier league or the championship but it does build up the confidence yeah. you can't
2: deny that i'd i'd bring jednak straight into the team for Whelan.
0: Yeah. yeah, I th- I think those of us that have seen Villa long enough this season know that Whelan is a very clear weak link and we're all praying for Yedinak's return. And I think, as you say, regardless of the opposition, he's clearly, you know, back. And he obviously played a little bit. I think he played like the last 10 minutes or whatever. So there's obviously mm. a slowly blooding him in. And whether Tuesday's maybe just slightly too soon, maybe the only niggle I maybe slightly have. But if not, I would imagine that at least Saturday's
3: game he probably would play. I yeah. do wonder sometimes you get people within football say, oh, you don't realise what he does. You know, you used to get that about Emil heskey and you get that about Glenn Whelan quite a lot. And I do wonder. Wand- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I realise what Emil <laughs> no, no, no. does. He fell and, over and a lot. I, I do wonder has the emergence of H- H- Hurahan playing that much better been because of his link with Whelan? I mean, and does bring in Jednak into the team. And don't, don't forget, Yedinac did not start very well for us initially. And mm. everybody used to get quite frustrated about him. He didn't offer for a ball. You know, he'll win headers mm. and he'll tackle some people. But then in terms of actually offering up for a ball and attacking... And passing as well, which is probably where they're both quite weak, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, he he didn't offer much. And I think people forget that. When you're struggling, you forget where he was lacking. And so is it kind of careful what you wish for sort of well, thing yeah. and that's why I, think, I wonder whether so,
0: Tuesday might be too soon to suddenly make that change yeah I mean yeah. he
3: he obviously played with Hurahan for the second half of the season um, but yeah my, my my question is I don't necessarily have an answer is Hurahan's emergence because of his partnership with Whelan and if you drop Yedinac in yes Yedinac might do a better job individually mm. than Whelan probably give the ball away less but does that restrict what Hulahan's been doing
1: yeah, that's a fair point there. Um, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take heed from that, actually, in thinking about it. But still think, I still think he's got to start. I mean, I would say <clears throat> I've often thought, as an alternate view, that Whelan is maybe the full guy. So he's made to look bad by the fact that everybody else is performing well. And that may just be that he's not performing. Well. Yeah, not performing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it, it, he could also be like you know he's lo, he's the light relief in midfield.
0: Um,
1: but um, yeah, I, I, I would um, I would whatever the you all say I would still contest that Shednet needs to I start think, Tuesday.
0: To your to your question, Gav. I mean, I sort of feel that probably Hooran, in the way he's improved, is probably just slightly positioning. Probably the fact he's putting more sort of tackles in. And I just wonder whether he's just learnt that position more than it's a built up understanding between the two. I I'll take your point, but I, I don't feel it would be hugely disruptive to his role in that in that team. Mm. Um yeah, and I, and I think that they both have their sort of um their deficiencies, but I still think that probably ultimately we'll probably want to get to a point where Yedinak is starting over and I think all round, he probably offers a little bit more. I think something Cameron said about H- Whelan almost being a bit of a um, hindrance to the team. I think at least when Yedinak wins the ball, he's not threading a through pass to the opposition and they can just bang it in.
3: So <laughs> no. at least he doesn't do that. I anyway. think a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> sorry, it would almost be the perfect game to bring Yedinak in for as well. You know, if that if that was to be an issue, the the pivotal kind of Hurrahan whelan thing. Mm. But now. I mean, it's Sunderland, and they look pretty woeful. But well, do go yeah, on, Touchwood. Because <laughs> are they going to have that new manager bounce?
2: Well, well, it, actually, this is a really good yeah. point. And it's something that I wanted to raise actually about okay. Coleman. It, it, yeah. it always, it always seems to be. I don't know if other fans feel this, but there's whenever these things happen, we're always the next team. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm
3: glad we're not playing them away, which Sky Sports reported that we were. But the fact that they <laughs> on Sunday as well, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the fact that <laughs> we haven't they haven't won a game at home all year would say to me we've got to be due a game at stadium of light some point for them to win because yeah I think we all feel the same if you can't buy a goal if you can't do this if you've got a record that you need ending come to Villa Park and it's always, <laughs> yeah. it's always whenever a stat like that
0: is announced on the eve of a game for uh, the first yeah, time you're like oh don't tell yeah. me that. Yeah. of course we're going to be the ones that yeah. the four guys
3: I mean it's something like it must have been until this weekend I think they'd led for three minutes at home all year Wow, which is awful I mean I know they went ahead this weekend didn't they and there was some awful goalkeeping errors um, but I think there was some awful football around it as well. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I am weary of the whole new manager bounce. I'm not a massive fan of of Coleman in terms of club management. He's done a very good job internationally. Yeah, and mm. the very well Fulham, cir- but his, circumstances his win rate well. yeah. I, I think, think he, he nearly got them relegated though, didn't he? In the end. Yeah. He's probably but, a diff,
2: um, very different manager now though. I think. Yeah, he it's been, it's it's been yeah. a long time. Changed, uh, and he's
3: very—he was very young when he first started as yeah, manager. I mean, he's only 47 true. now. You think how long he's been around for as a manager? I think it's a, a coup um, for some. But point. what I do think, I mean, I don't know why anybody would take that Sunderland job, the fact that mm. they're not pumping any money mm. in. You know, the players they bought, Lewis grabbing up front, I mean, seriously.
0: Say seriously, I mean, but he's got. Like nine goals. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, is still scoring eight more than Kodja. I mean, he but is that kind of. <laughs> I mean,
3: yeah,
0: he is that but Darren Hookerby mould. I'm good at the championship, but I'm not quite. Primitive. I kind of feel sure, like if you
3: will. It's a very, very big said. job to turn around just right, how woeful they've been.
2: We, well, we'll oh, go, yes. without wanting to talk too much about Sunderland, my dad's a Sunderland supporter, and he his theory is that Coleman would not have taken the job unless he'd been told that uh, new ownership was coming into the club. So that's his theory. He thinks that they're they're, they're going to be a change at the top.
0: Still, quite the promise, though. Yeah, yeah. Is that I'm not saying. The landlord
2: Plus, you, down the road he is he right. did it with with us, right? When um, uh, when he Ellis gave him the job, and Randy Lerner came in, he was uh, a yeah. you know he was told. I, gonna I be struggle new with that a little
3: bit, looking at the caliber of manager that they were sort of interviewing for the job in the first place. Mm. I mean, they weren't top level managers. They you know people who hadn't managed in the championship before even. Yeah. You know, like this. But what 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 are our um,
2: predictions for the Sunderland match?
1: Well, before before we do the predictions, I would just, being that we've been kind of talking about um, players that we would swap out, swap in. I would just like to know everyone's thoughts on what on Greelish and Anoma in that central midfield role. Who's going to start? Who's, who would be the option, being that Grealish is ready to f- play now? No, you won't I,
2: start him, I don't think.
1: I Yeah, I think it would right, be he, one of the other He, he may thing. not start him because Bruce doesn't like to change the team. I get yeah. that. Uh, but what's everyone's thoughts on?
3: I I would actually rest the Noma for now because he's been playing just behind. I think we need to rotate. I think we need to shake off cobwebs off a few players. Um, and I think, as we said, if, if Davis gets injured, then we're, we're probably struggling a little bit Mm. and he's been playing in just behind so I would I'd bench him for a game maybe bring him on just to be like you know not to shake his confidence you haven't done anything wrong we're just resting you up we're still going to give you some minutes that kind of thing Mm. and keep you fresh for a weekend and you know you're our number one number 10 if you like but you're just not going to start this game and yeah like ideally I mean you look at it on paper Sunderland are a weaker team that's the game to change it against Mm. Yeah, you know, maybe have that little bit of an experiment. I would agree there.
0: Think yeah. Uh, no, not really. Um good, uh, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Um all right, okay. So yeah, go on, Cam. Predictions. Um I think you'll be a win. Um I'm gonna go for a two nil two nil win to Villa.
3: I the same. I think we'll we'll be the better team, but I don't think for all our dominance, we'll score as many as we probably should. They'll try and keep it very tight. Um, I think both goals in the first half um self 2-0. I think that should be quite similar to the Bolton
0: game. And you sort of look at it and say, we should be winning by an absolute truckload. But at home, we've been a bit weird this season because it's actually been our away form that's kind of been the more impressive. And that's where we've been scoring like threes and fours. And at home, I think we've not scored more than... Two, no, we We've against scored four against Norwich. Oh, of course.
1: And that four, and four against uh, Wigan. Wigan.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. league-wise only, but yeah, um, we've not scored loads, so I think it will be one of those. They'll come, you know, with a very clear game plan, and I, we'll get I, frustrated. I agree with you with, the, with
3: the, the Bolton analogy, um, mm-hmm. but Bolton, they they really had a bit between the teeth when they played us. They're very they, aggressive. Even, yeah, they. Um, that they weren't just making up the numbers um, and yeah. we're actually looking to come away with the result. And I think that's probably is the run of results that they'd had more than we deserved the win. Mm. I feel um, like
1: Sammy Abiobi played um, not as good as uh, as he'd played with Newcastle and he was frustrated by that. Well, it's,
2: that's... Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, no, he was not Newcastle, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I actually thought Adam Armstrong was quite good, quite pacey. You know, he, I think with better players he could have potentially could have caused us a threat but uh, yeah, I think it was the only game where I've really seen Davis shackle quite well Um, and he was probably his less effective game for us but I don't think it'll necessarily be that but I think it'll be that sort of toil and not quite happening but we'll probably just have that quality just to sneak a goal and hopefully we get
3: the same goalkeeper that turned up at the weekend (laughs) I'd be amazed if that's the case (laughs) (laughs) what are you going to go for
1: James? (laughs) Um, I think it'll be Tougher than we think, I'm slightly worried that this new manager bounce will affect us as it inevitably as we've just been talking about as it always does um I hate to be a pessimist because i do like i do like to think that thinking good thoughts about villa does make a big difference but I'm just worried about the team, the t- the uh new manager bounce so I'm gonna go with one one
2: I, I i i would be more um Um, I guess sceptical about us getting a good result if we hadn't got such a great result against QPR at the weekend I think that's going to instill a lot of confidence um, into the team and it it felt like you know maybe the game we think overall we played very well. Maybe the result could have gone another way, you know, yeah. we could, with the with the rub of the green that we had with their first goal, but we brought it back and I think that that's going to take a lot of confidence into this game and I think yeah. the, the players are going to be up for it. So I'm confident. Sometimes I
0: wonder if like, sometimes these games almost come a bit too soon because I think if we are playing like just the following Saturday where you've got sort of time to, you know, obviously recover properly and everything like that, I'd agree. I think sometimes with the championship, which is why you see these fluctuation in results, you get this great performance and then, yeah, you're playing only a few days later and I don't know, I kind of that's why I sort of think that probably in the grand scheme of things you're right, but it's one of those games that probably won't quite be firing on all cylinders as the way we might do.
1: Well, unless anybody's got any other thoughts. I think that's about it. I haven't got any other any other, any other points, have you?
2: Um mystery villain or no?
1: No. A
0: mystery no. no mystery villain. <laughs> no mystery oh, villain? That's not what I was promised.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, unless,
2: you, unless you want to give
1: me a mystery villain. Oof. On the spot. On the spot. We can oh. think of it. Take a minute. I can do an edit. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, sure. He's, he's no, chuckling.
0: We're good. We're good. We're
1: good. No. All right. Well, you come on next time. You can do a mystery villain for me. Okay. Now I've got
0: that preparation to yeah, do. Yeah. Good.
1: All right. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Cam's secretly searching through his phone just yeah, to see I've, if he I've can get one.
0: one. I have
2: got one.
1: No, we're not doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't. Uh, right, so uh, thank you very much for listening um, to everyone who's uh, joined us again. Um, it's uh, I say it's goodbye from me, James. Goodbye from me,
0: Cameron. Toodles. It's goodbye from me, Sean.
1: <laughs> actually, before we go, Gavin is actually... Of course, an international he, media he's, frenzy. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just shy.
0: Ah. The reason he's
1: not, he's not he's not pointing his name out is because he's shy because of all the, uh, all the media attention he's received I from I didn't want to away from you guys. That's well, Piegate, Gav. Let's quickly yeah. just touch on Piegate before, uh, before we go. You mean, um, no puke,
3: hockey puck, pucker pie. Yeah, what happened there? Tell us. Um, well, I mean, Wolves, let's face it, Molyneux is an awful place. Yeah. <laughs> and um, half time, I decided to leave a little bit early, grab some food. Yep. Um, I should have known when the guy in front of me came running back with his uh, solid hot dog, slamming it on the table, being like, this is disgusting. I then asked, "What pies do you have? We've only got this. I think it was pea and beef or something that I've never <laughs> even heard of. Beef, beef. <laughs> we can go with beef. Yeah, than um, Wolverhampton. Yeah. I mean, it seemed warm, but then clearly it wasn't. <laughs> and then yeah. So, I, so I, you got a toilet freshener in the uh... I yeah, basically got a um, a cubicle block in <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of my pie.
2: And I think I think the Birmingham Mail described it as. Puke inducing health hazard. Aston Villa fan served up horrendous snack at Wolves
3: night The comments that came after it, and the best one was because i obviously I'd taken the lid off a pie. Yeah. Some they couldn't believe that I'd take the lid off a pie. Why would you do that? this yeah. must, this must be a fake photo. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's just the way you eat and, it. Though. And, and but, so yeah.
2: and so how is the pie gate situation resolved itself?
3: Well, um did they get in touch? Wolves did get in touch and they did promise me some food and I said, well, maybe not one of them pies. And I'm yet to receive anything of them.
0: Korean chips t- are in t- post. Yeah. Maybe they're waiting not. on their promotion and then it's like <laughs> that. As so long as they're
3: not promoting the food, all right. <laughs> yeah. they might move from Pucker to ginsters
0: or something when they get yeah. to the promotion George League. Mendes has no connections with parties, <laughs> no deal. <laughs> waiting for the <a> parachute <laughs>
1: payments. <laughs> parachute pucker payments, there we go. Well, thank you very much for listening. Until next time. Up, up, the